0: Thank you for tuning into this webinar, why strategic plans stall out and how to light the fire. This webinar is hosted by AGH University presented by AGH employer solutions. AGH employer solutions is a team of professionals that helps employers, business owners and human resource professionals hire, compensate, manage, engage, train and retain one of their most critical resources, their talent. Today's speaker is Daniel White. Daniel assists organizations with their organizational development needs including strategic and operational planning, leadership development, and employee engagement efforts. He's worked with a wide range of industries, including construction, healthcare, manufacturing, banking, not-for-profits, and government organizations. He's also worked internationally as an organizational development consultant, serving organizations in Bolivia, Guatemala, and Ghana. Prior to advising organizations, Daniel worked in not-for-profit leadership and operations, directing projects with clients such as the U.S. Department of State and the United Nations Population Fund. He's been published in Fast Company and several academic journals, and he's presented at a number of national conferences. Your organization spent many hours or even days developing a visionary strategic plan. Is it moving forward or as in too many organizations just sitting on a shelf? Learn how to identify potential barriers to strategic plan success, as well as ways to re-energize, reinvigorate, and relaunch a strategic plan to inspire effective implementation toward the desired results and goals.
1: Well, thank you, Mike, and thank you, <clears throat> all of you, for attending today this webinar entitled uh, basically just about uh, trying to get your strategic plan going if if it's uh, stalled in some way. And so, uh, like Mike said, here at AGH, I help clients with strategic planning, leadership development, succession planning, the areas that we call organization development, And so I help family businesses, nonprofits, for-profit organizations with that people process side of the business that we know is also necessary to grow and develop organizations. So we're going to be talking today about reigniting your strategy and focusing on a few learning objectives that are here today. So by the end of the session, we hope that you're going to be able to outline a process to diagnose strategic plan failure or stalling to identify barriers to strategic plan implementation and success overall, and to learn how to effectively revise and renew a strategic plan for implementation. So a lot of you might have come today because you've got a strategic plan that you've been working on that maybe is not where you would like it to be, or maybe you haven't even started, or maybe it's been years since you've done planning. But hopefully we can help you to reignite it and get it going so it's a useful tool for you and your organization. As we go through the webinar today, it might be helpful for you to take out a sheet of paper to write down some notes and some key takeaways because at the end of the program I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to take at least one action or a next step as a result of the webinar. So be thinking as we go throughout this webinar of things that you might need to be doing as a result that of, of this webinar to help implement um, these ideas into your organization. So as a high-level overview, today we're going to first briefly talk about what strategy is and then talk about why it's important and then how people tend to do strategy most of the time, how organizations do that. And then finally, we're going to get into how to improve your current strategic plan. So. The bulk of the time is going to be at the end there of figuring out why strategy might fail and then what you can do to uh, get it going again. But we we'll first have to start with a few key principles. And and first, though, I, I want to start by taking a poll and hearing a little bit more about you. Uh, since you're attending, I assume that you have some kind of strategic plan. So I'd like to know, how's that going? Is it going great? Is it a plan that's on the shelf somewhere and you look at it once a year? Is it something that's stalled out and implementation has fizzled out? Do you have a mission and vision statement, but that's about it? Or maybe you don't have any plan at all. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and where you're currently at so that I can tailor some of my discussion here today to the audience. So it looks like we've got... A majority of people that have voted, but we'll keep it open for a few more seconds here. Remember that you have to have at least three polls that you participate in in order to get credit for it today. All right, it looks like almost everybody's voted. I'll give you one more second. Okay. All right, we have about a, a, a small number of you that say it's going great. Well, that's that's good to hear. Hopefully, you can get some tips that can help you make it even better. <clears throat> some of you guys feel like, well, it's we look at it once a year and it doesn't really impact us too much. We'll talk about that too. Some of you feel like implementation has fizzled out. We'll talk about that as well. And uh, the largest number of you guys have just a mission, uh, mission and vision statement maybe, but you don't have much beyond that. So we'll definitely talk about what we can do to improve that plan. And then we have some who don't have any plan at all. So hopefully we can give you guys some tips as you start from the beginning. Good. Thanks for letting me know where you're at. And like I said, first we need to set a foundation for this webinar. And so let's talk about what strategy actually is. And there's all sorts of ways to define strategy, and many of them are very complicated. But strategy doesn't have to be too confusing or complicated. It, it can be pretty simple, and I really feel like strategy is just the answer to three different questions. First of all, where are we at now? We need to know where we're starting from as an organization. And in doing this, we have to be honest with ourselves. We have to confront the brutal facts, the Stockdale paradox, and be honest about our strengths, what we do well, our weaknesses, what we don't do well right now, and our failures of what we've failed at in the past. So it's accepting the brutal facts of reality and being honest as an organization with where you're currently situated. There's a number of tools that you can use to do this all primarily centered around and asking questions to gather data, facts, and opinions about where we're currently at. The second question then is where do we wanna go? We have to figure out what is that end result that we wanna see? What's that future vision that we want to get to as an organization? Where are we headed? And once again, this has to be um, honest. We have to do something that's realistic And it has to be pretty specific. we can't just say generally we want to be the best insurance salesman ever. We have to get a lot more detailed than that. And we'll get into some details on that later. And third, we have to answer how are we going to get there? Hopefully your future vision is different than where you're currently at. So there's probably going to be a gap there in between where you're currently at and where you want to get. So what are we going to do differently that's going to enable us to get to that future vision? We have to figure that out. What's the core driver that's going to move us forward? And what are the key initiatives and actions that we have to take as first steps to get us there? So just briefly, strategy is pretty simple. It's just these three questions. Where are we at now? Where do we want to go in the future? And how do we get there? But when we look At planning where it fails it can fail in any number of areas here and we'll get into that and in a little bit but I want to touch on okay why is strategy important beyond understanding what it actually is why is it important why does it matter if we have a strategy and a strategy that's being implemented does it even matter if we don't have one well I like to say that without strategy, an organization is like a boat without a rudder. It's going in circles, getting blown about the wind, by the wind. So whatever the latest craze is or whatever we feel like we want to do, or maybe the CEO feels like he wants to do, um, that's where we're going. But um, that's not a great place to be. So maybe you've been in an organization like this where It feels like you're just getting pushed around by whatever currents happen to be there today. Maybe you don't have a clear end goal and you don't know how to get there or not everyone's on the same page. So strategy is really necessary for every organization to have, one, a clarity of vision of where do you want to go as an organization, but also an alignment of execution, everyone Understanding where we're going, but also how we're going to get there, and everyone doing their part rather than trying, than being mixed up and trying to do their own thing. It's also important for your strategy to not just be a book on a shelf. It needs to be an ongoing conversation within your organization because it, it needs to act as both a roadmap of how you're going to get there that you frequently look at but also a filter that you use to decide which opportunities fit within your strategy and which ones don't. It needs to be something that's constantly on your organization's mind and something that's regularly talked about. It can't just be something that you look at once a year because it impacts daily decisions, or it should if you're actually thinking strategically. So as you can see, strategy is extremely important to the success of an organization, but when it comes to planning, many organizations don't really approach it correctly. So I'd like to cover a few common approaches that organizations take to strategic plan or what they may call strategic planning, but it may not actually count as strategic planning. So first of all, some organizations decide just not to do any planning. And they may do this on purpose or they may not, but if they're doing it on purpose, they usually feel like things should come organically, that they don't think it's worth the time to set aside a day or half a day or two days to plan and to think about the strategy uh, because they feel like it should just come about organically. And oftentimes I see this with companies that have maybe first-generation founders or very entrepreneurial-minded founders. And they themselves, as the leader, they think strategically and they have everything planned out in their head. And so they feel like they have a strategy, and they probably do because it's in that entrepreneur's head or that founder's head. But as their organization grows larger and as it maybe passes on to the next generation of leadership, it is extremely necessary to have strategic discussions that happen outside of the founder's head, and that it's a shared common vision rather than just the one person having a strategy and taking the organization in that way, but no one else knowing what's going on. So, It can function for some organizations, especially smaller first-generation organizations, but it's really not a best practice, not a best approach to have, especially as the organization grows. Secondly, another approach that some organizations uh, try to take is they cast a vision for the future. They think that strategic planning is casting a vision. They Create a very great future ideal for the organization. They might even create mission and vision statements and say, This is who we want to be, and this is what we want to do. And everyone gets excited about that vision for the future, but then they leave it at that. And then everyone in the organization is left to figure out how they should get to that vision or what that vision means for them. And usually everybody chooses a different path most of the time and might go in different directions or definitely not coordinate and not a coordinated effort. So, once again, that's not a great approach to take. But then the other organizations take the opposite approach and they think that strategic planning is operational planning. So they get together, they decide the next action steps that need to be taken, and they may may even look out for the next six months or the next year and say these are the actions that we have to take, and they want to get things done. They want to do uh, stuff and check stuff off the lists, but the problem is that the organization is maybe not on the same page about the high level View of where they should be going, and who they are, and what makes them different. Many times, I see these types of organizations, and they're maybe getting a lot done, and they're they're checking things off the list, and they're feeling really good about stuff, but may, they're headed in the wrong direction. If you're headed towards the cliff, it doesn't really help to head to the cliff faster rather than taking a day to think about where you should be headed. And there's numerous examples of this, but Kodak, for instance, was very great operationally. They had patents on all sorts of things, including digital film, but they uh, were not thinking strategically, and they operationally hit it out of the ballpark, but went off the cliff because they did not think high-level strategically. Other organizations typically uh, um, like to check the box, and a lot of times this is larger organizations that might have multiple departments, and those larger organizations might require a written strategic plan from each of their departments or their divisions, or it might be a nonprofit that their board requires that they do a strategic plan every year, or a management team, or for whatever reason they're in, have this imposition on them that they have to do strategic planning. And so they uh, do strategic planning. And if, but the problem is if the process isn't handled properly, it can easily become just a box that needs to be checked every year. And it isn't actually something that is beneficial. So management, a lot of times in these situations, management will come together They will put together a plan. They'll make a really big, fancy report with all sorts of data forecasts, KPIs, great graphs, things that look really fancy and great on paper. But everyone knows that it's just a fancy report because as soon as it's given to management, it just goes on the shelf again. And you come back to it next year and say, oh, yeah, that's a great report. Let's update these graphs. Yeah, those would have been good things to work on, but I guess we didn't get those this year. So it doesn't have any effect on what they're doing moving forward. It's just busy work, essentially. And it's a notebook that's going to sit on the shelf. So while that's a good maybe requirement for the department to do, a lot of times they don't do it right. So we got to figure out how to do it right. Still, other times organizations go away for a two-day retreat, they have great strategic discussions, they come away with very actionable items, and then the plan and all of its strategic actions just get crowded out by the daily grind of business, and items don't get implemented. That plan and those actions that were great on paper and would have been great just don't get followed up on. If you're familiar with Covey's work, it's his idea of the urgent items pressing out on the really important non urgent items. And so, really, they're just lacking the follow up. And as you think about all those approaches, I'm sure you've encountered at least one of those approaches in your career, and maybe you've even had some successful implementation of a strategic plan, which really helps your organization to purposely plan its future and to attain its goals. Because a good strategic plan implemented well is really, I believe, one of the best tools for success that a company can have out of anything. But far too often plans fail and then people become disillusioned with strategic planning because they feel like It didn't work last time or what we called strategic planning didn't work and maybe um, just become disillusioned. So I'd like to know from you, um, what approach is your organization currently taking in strategic planning? If you had to say your current approach, are you not doing any planning? you only doing vision. Are you operational? Are you doing a check the box planning, no follow up, or maybe you're having successful planning? So, once again, diving a little bit deeper into the previous um, plan that we, or previous poll that we had, but I'd like to know what uh, direction or what are you guys currently doing with your plans? Okay, we'll have a few more seconds here. For you. Most everybody has voted. Um, So it looks like there's a handful that are just doing the only vision part. A lot of times I find that's nonprofits that have a mission and vision statement and they call it good. Um, 39% say you're doing operational planning, which is good. Operational is necessary, but it has to be done and make sure that also that high level strategy is being included. 11% are doing the check the box. 17% just aren't doing well at the follow-up. And about a quarter of you are doing pretty well with your planning, successful planning. So that's great to hear. Once again, hopefully I can give you all some tips um, and suggestions based on where you're currently at with your organization. So now I'd like to get into a little bit more of how do you know if your strategic plan has failed? What are some signs? Well, sometimes it's really clear, but other times it may not be as apparent. So here's some clear indications that your plan might need some help. First of all, if no one seems to have a clear grasp on what sort of opportunities fit and which ones don't, then you probably have a lack of a defined direction. If you see different people and different departments going different directions, and they're all trying to do what they think is best, not really sure of the end goal, then that's another sign too. If there's frustration with other people's or, or departments who, are, who you feel are heading in a, a different direction than you're going, that's another sign. And because people working together in an organization need to know what the end goal is so that they can all work together in the same direction. And they need to be able to know have a filter to know what fits and what doesn't. Secondly, poor communication across an organization can be a sign of a strategic plan failure. Because if each department's doing their own thing and not communicating with each other, if people aren't working together on strategic projects, if all levels of the organization aren't aware of the strategy and actually talking about it, including the frontline staff, then that's a problem. You know, a lack of communication and specifically communication regarding strategy and the implementation of that strategy clearly shows that a strategic plan is failing. Third, if tasks that were assigned are being turned in late or not being completed at all, that's another failure. Once again, that failure of the implementation and the accountability. Or if you're not sure if the tasks are being completed or if they've been completed. All that usually points to a lack of follow-through and accountability in your organization. Or if all leadership is not truly committed to the strategic direction of the organization, that's a big problem. And this doesn't just mean lip service, where leadership says on the outside, yes, we're all committed to this mission and to these goals, but is leadership truly committed to the strategic direction? It doesn't mean that leadership can't have any doubts or any concerns about the direction that the organization's headed, but it does mean that organization or the leadership has been able to voice their opinion and they've been able to talk about it and to discuss the direction and if the organization decides to go a different way than what they were thinking then they can still feel like they were heard and they can commit to that direction anyway. But if you see a lot of parking lot conversations or water cooler conversations where people are saying what they really think and not being committed to that strategy, then that's a symptom and a a big problem. So uh, Patrick Lencioni's book, Five Dysfunctions of a Team can really help drawing out uh, that productive conflict that needs to happen at that leadership level in order to get that buy-in for everybody to move forward. Once again, it can't just be lip service. Leadership really has to all be bought in. And lastly, if strategy is not a front of is not front of mind for your employees, if it's not impacting their daily decision making, they're not talking about the strategy regularly and how it impacts them and impacts their decisions, then it's not actually impacting their actions, and that's a failure of strategy. So once again, strategy is not something you look at once a year, but it needs to be something that impacts your employees' everyday decisions. And in addition for looking looking at those signs of failures, I'd like to share a basic test that I use to gauge an organization's strategic alignment, and it just is a simple three-part test to see if an organization is aligned strategically or not. First of all, when I go talk to an organization, the first test is, can their leader express their strategy in a clear and concise manner that makes sense and is compelling? Is The CEO or the executive director, are they able to clearly express that strategy? Do they know what it is and do they know where the organization is headed and what's different about that organization? Hopefully, most organizations can pass that test. The second part is when I go to their leadership team, to those key managers, can they do the same thing? Can they express to me the strategy in a Simple, concise manner that sounds pretty much the same as what I heard from their leader. Hopefully that is something that most organizations can pass as well, but definitely um, not always the case. The third test is the hardest then when I go out to the average employee, average Joe on the floor, can they tell me something similar? Are they aware of the strategy in a general sense? Do they know what the goals are for the year? Do they know how their role impacts things? If so, that in indicates that strategy has been properly communicated throughout the organization, that they're in alignment, and that they talk about it often, that the average person understands it, and it's become a part of their culture. Too often, though, we find that only the top execs know and understand the strategy. And they just maybe the old school way of managing, they feel like, well, the CEO is the only one who is going to steer the ship. Everyone else just needs to answer, to respond to um, their commandments or whatever. And that's maybe the old way of doing things doesn't work as well for younger people, but also it doesn't work just for anybody just trying to align their day-to-day decisions because we can't give direction on everything to everyone. So if everyone really understands the strategy, everyone is really able to help move the ship in the right direction. And that's really what we want. In addition to the three tests, you can ask employees a few of these questions to see if they know the answer. These are just some suggested ideas or things that we ask people, but does that average employee know the end goal or the current goal of what's going on? Do you know what types of opportunities don't fit into your strategy? What sort of things should you say no to as an organization? Do you know how your daily job helps accomplish that end goal? Where are we headed in the end and how does your job help us get there or help implement this strategy or how does it help us make, make us a different than our competitors? It's really important for the individual performer to know. And then lastly, do you know the company's major goals for the year? Do you know what we're trying to work on right now? In addition to those very, the higher up questions, those are all important things for people to know because once again, Having the average person be able to answer these, it's going to impact their daily job and then going to make them a better employee overall. So I'd like to have a third poll here. How do you feel like your organization would do at the three tests of strategy? you feel like you guys would do great, that your whole organization is aligned? Do you feel like your leadership team is aligned, but probably not the rest of employees? Do you feel like your CEO knows the strategy, but not anyone else? Or maybe your CEO or executive director doesn't even have a clear strategy. So it looks like about half of you said your leadership knows the strategy, but the rest of the organization doesn't. And I'd say that's probably pretty typical. A lot of organizations may not even understand the need for their employees to understand strategy but I really think it is beneficial. Um, some of you, 13% said you're you're doing great, and that's really great to see. 27% of you said your CEO knows, but maybe not everyone else is on board or or is clear about the strategy. And 13% said your CEO maybe doesn't even have that clear in their mind. And that's maybe not uncommon, too, for people who just haven't Uh, who don't think strategically or people who haven't taken the time to try and create that strategy. Good to know where you're at. Um, So now that we've discussed the signs that a strategic plan has failed, um, we haven't really got into the why they fail. And there's a lot of reasons that strategic plans might fail, both for strategic plans, those high-level strategic issues or maybe just the execution issues that plans fall through on the execution. There's really a lot of issues that could uh, happen, and so there's a little too many to cover here, uh, but I'd recommend viewing a previous webinar I did called Using Strategic Planning to Drive Long-Term Results. That's available on demand from aghuniversity.com, and in that I go into, I think there's 11 different issues that um, might cause your your plan to fail. But regardless of why it's failed, I want to get to this. Um, If you see some signs of failure, what should you do? How can you move forward? Let's get into some actionable things here. What are some tips or things that we can do if our plan is not where we want it to be? Should we Scrapped our plans? If we've got a plan that isn't working well, should we just throw it away and start over? Well, I would say no. And most organizations that I've worked with usually do two things when their strategic plan isn't working. First of all, they might just give up for a few years, say, this strategy thing isn't worth the time, and we'll give up, and then a couple years later, they'll start over from scratch when they realize they need something. Or they might just give up altogether and decide that strategic planning isn't worth it and just throw it all away and don't really come back to it. Neither of those is probably a good option, ideally. So I would suggest there's a third better option. Just renew your strategy. Take what you have and bring it back to life. This will save you the time, the energy, the resources, that you would have lost from starting from scratch, but in the end, you'll be able to get your organization to have an effective strategy for future growth. So it's gonna be possible to take whatever parts or pieces that you feel like you've done well with strategy, take those, add on to it, and renew your strategy rather than throwing the baby out with the bathwater. When we do this, when we think about renewing your strategy, there's no easy solution on this. There's no easy button because, once again, each organization is different, each situation is different, where you've been in the past and the planning that you've done is different. So I can't just give you a cut and dried, easy process of here's the simple steps to do this, but I can give you an overview of a process and some principles as we as you try to take your unique situation and apply these to it to get an effective strategic plan. So this process, high-level process of planning is three basic steps. First, you've got to gather your data. You've got to diagnose the problem. And so a lot of times this might look like interviews with key stakeholders. Might look like reviewing documents or a, an employee survey, but the most thing, most important thing, is to understand that you cannot under, cannot assume that you know the issue. If you're the CEO, or if you're a consultant, or if you're just on the leadership team, or whatever, you cannot go in assuming that you know what the issue is and just start. To do something about it, you need to ask the right people, the right questions, beginning with an open mind to hear where things are at and maybe why things failed in the past and what needs to be done differently in the future. Once you understand the issue, now you can begin to design an intervention to address that issue. And intervention is a scary word or a big complicated word, but It's just it just means that you're doing something to intervene and solve the problem or do something differently. So, back to those the two circles and an arrow from the beginning. If we want to get a strategic plan that's different from what we've had in the past, we've got to intervene and do something differently. And so that's what this middle step is. It could be, depending on your situation, something as simple as just a communication plan to your employees about your already great strategic plan that maybe they're not aware of or not aligned with or don't fully understand. Or it could be as involved as a multiple day strategic planning retreat to start from scratch and start from the beginning. So there's a lot of different things that could take place in there, but It's whatever you're going to do to try to get the better end result at the end. Then the last step is really important as well, something that gets left out a lot of times. Once you've completed the intervention, your work is not done. You have to follow up regardless of what the intervention was. Follow-up and accountability are necessary. As I stated before, many times good plans fail in the follow-up and accountability stage. So just because you've done a great intervention or you've got a great plan doesn't mean you can stop there. You've really got to have some accountability and follow-up to make sure that things uh, happen how they need to and that people are held accountable for their part in that implementation. So like I said, each situation is different but that's the basic process that you can go through as you start to renew your strategic plan. But as you go through this process, I want to give you some principles to guide you in your efforts as you renew your strategy. I'm going to give you some more tangible action steps later, but I think that giving you the guiding principles first is going to help set the stage for those. So as we do planning, there are some key principles that you need to think about using. First of all, the first principle is once again that the CEO doesn't have all the answers, that management doesn't have all the answers. Great strategy comes from getting input from others. And many times those on the front lines and managers and even employees have some of the best insight because they're so close to the day-to-day operations. So you've got to ask them for their input into planning. Listen to their perspective and take that perspective into account. Once again, you can do a survey, interview managers, involve the leadership team. All of that is a great way to hear from others. And by doing that, you're going to come up with a better strategy, but you're also going to get buy-in from your organization. By really listening to your employees, And not just going through the motions for show, they're going to be more willing to go along with your strategy because they feel heard. They feel like they had input into that strategy. And they're going to feel more valued and appreciated as employees because you care enough to ask them about what they think. And it's just one way of showing appreciation to your employees. But the more that employees feel valued, and there's a lot of ways to show appreciation or show them value, the more that they're going to be bought in to the strategy and be willing to go along with whatever changes you might need to make. But in all of this, it doesn't mean that you should involve all 100 employees in your planning meeting. That's not going to be helpful. But you could involve all of them in getting their input through a survey or and then have just... 10 people in planning, there's a lot of ways to get input without actually having to have them all at the table as you do the planning. Third, a good strategy must have a clearly articulated vision. Many leaders are really great at casting vision and getting their organization excited about the future, but sometimes that vision is not super clear. Maybe it is in the CEO's head, but it's maybe not clear of what specifically is going to be different based on this vision. A good strategy has to have clarity in what the future vision looks like, not just that we're going to be the industry leader, but maybe you need to say, we are going to be the industry leader by expanding in these specific markets, and we're going to have a revenue of X amount and we're going to offer these new services. That's a much more clear picture than the industry leader. In order to get to that future vision, people have to know what that's gonna look like and what specifically is gonna be different. So you've gotta cast a clear vision. And as they understand that future vision, employees then need to know what their role is gonna be in reaching that vision. They should already have clearly defined roles and job descriptions, so they should know what they're supposed to be doing, but beyond that, the action steps should be assigned to specific champions who carry out the necessary steps to complete those actions, and they should know how their role helps you get to that end result, even if they don't have specific action items. Because without clear definition of roles and who's supposed to do what, and understanding how they fit into the larger picture, things aren't going to get done and people aren't going to feel valued. To continue that thought, there needs to be clear accountability and follow-up to ensure a plan's implementation. So to do that well, champions should be given deadlines for accomplishing their action items there should be regular follow up meetings as a leadership team to check in on progress and to hold people accountable and there really should be real consequences if deadlines and actions aren't met because if you're not holding people accountable with real consequences then they're not going to do not going to care without regular follow up and real consequences your plan it's just going to get put on the back burner when things get busy, and things always do get busy. So at the end of the year, you're going to look back on your plan and say, yeah, we should have done that. We should have been working on that. That's that's really great. That's still what we need to do. Let's do that next year. But then you're probably not going to do it next year either. So you're never going to get to those key, really important, non urgent to things unless you have clear and good accountability and follow-up. As you might have noticed as well, a common theme throughout all of these is communication. In communication, that's very clear. Often, strategy fails not because it's a bad strategy, but because it's implemented poorly, and much of that has to do with communication, because communication isn't clear on what should be done and what the direction is on who should do what. It's not concise because people need to be able to easily understand the strategy and understand what the filter is and understand the direction and remember it and apply it daily. So if it's a page-long mission and vision statement, that's not very easy for people to apply. It's got to be concise enough for people to remember and understand and apply to their daily lives. And communication needs to be company-wide. A few select people on the leadership team aren't the only ones, like I've said, who need to understand the organization's strategy. Everybody does. So communication is really important in that regard. But in this communication and rolling out of strategy, it's really important to be authentic. Because employees know if you're just feigning to listen to their input, um, you've really got to be willing to truly listen to them, be open to what they have to say. And if you're one of those organizations that hasn't done strategy well in the past, that's failed or has said things in the past that, they, uh, that you are going to do something or implement something and then you never did, own up to your mistakes. Own them, be open about your failings, but then communicate that you want to change and try to do things differently. If you've lost trust with employees in the past, they might not believe that you're going to change it first and probably can't blame them. They're going to say, well, we'll wait and see. But as you follow through on your promises, you're going to gain their trust back and They're going to appreciate you for being open and honest about your past mistakes as you move forward, and you're going to gain that trust back. Lastly, it's important to examine the high-level structures of your organization to make sure that they align with your strategy. well-intentioned strategy that's implemented well can still fail if it's in misalignment with your structures. So... Once again, even if you have a good strategy and you implement it well and follow up and hold people accountable, it can still fail if it's not in line with your structures of your organization. So what does that mean? Well, let me give you an example. If your plan calls for, I don't know, increased cross-selling across your subdivisions, but your sales people are only incentivized to sell their own products and not the product of that division in California, then you're probably not going to have much cross-selling going on because people are not people are going to do what they're incentivized to do. And so your structures are misaligned, even if you have a great plan and you're holding people accountable, it might not work too well if your structures are not in alignment. So it's really important to examine your existing structures and policies and to make sure that they support your strategy and don't put a roadblock in the way of that strategy. So another poll here, which principle do you feel like you need to apply to your organization? Do you need to listen more and try to involve more people? Do you need to set a clear vision for the future? Do you need clear roles and accountability for your staff to make sure things get done? Do you need to be authentic with your organization? Or do you need to look at the structures that you have and make sure they align with the strategy you have? Um, so it looks like uh, more than half of you feel like that clear roles and accountability and follow-up is probably where you're failing, and a lot of plans fail because of that lack of accountability. Some of you feel like that there's not a clear enough vision of where we're headed in the future. Others feel like the structures and policies you have aren't maybe in alignment with your strategy. And then lastly, other people feel like they need to listen more to involve more people and have more authentic communication. Good. Thanks for sharing with me about that. So now let's get to um, some basic next steps. What should you do with your plan? Regardless of where you're at, uh, we'll go through some of the different places you might be and give you hopefully some tangible next steps that you can take with your current strategic plan. Well, if you have no plan currently, then you got to start from the beginning. And like I said, you can refer back to my previous webinar using strategic planning to drive long-term results, and that has some good helpful tips as well as uh, the principles that you've learned today. So some of you, that might be what you need to do. Uh, Well, what if you are not on the same page or there's no clear vision? where the future, should, where you should go in the future? Well, you can start by reviewing your mission and your vision. If you've got those already, do they paint a clear picture for the future? Does it clearly determine what opportunities fit and which don't? If not, then maybe you need to revisit those and clarify those. Then review your communication. Maybe you have a clear vision, but it's just not known by everybody. So that's where the three tests of strategy can come in. Does everyone know the strategy? Does everyone know the goals? See if that's where you're failing as far as the vision. What if you don't have any next steps? If you don't know what you should do next? Well, first of all, review the goals that you have set. Do you have any goals, first of all? Do you have a few main goals? Do you have too many? Uh, Most of the time, um, Over-ambitious organizations can set 10 or 15 goals, and that's just too many for an organization to focus on. And so you really need to scale that back to two or four main goals that everyone can focus on. Set those clear goals and then communicate them. Well, maybe there's goals, but no one knows what they're supposed to do. So make sure that each goal and each action has a champion who's responsible for completion of that goal. Assign those tasks to people and then follow up. Well, what if you have checked the box um, if, if that's where you're at? Well, do you feel like your plan is a meaningless exercise that you go through? Well, then evaluate your plan and ask yourself, what in this plan is necessary? What are things that we need to keep in here? Maybe action plans or strategic direction. What in this plan... Or, what's beneficial or what would be beneficial? Maybe there's things that aren't in the plan that you should add, things that aren't currently in there that need to be a part of it. And then, lastly, what is just busy work? What's in the plan that doesn't need to be there? Maybe there's charts and metrics that don't provide any meaningful data, so get rid of them. So, look at all, every part of your plan, and say, well, what's A part of this that we need to keep, what do we need to add, and what do we need to cut out? So craft the planning process to meet your needs so that it's something that's useful and not just busy work. What if your implementation is failing? If it's failed in the past, let people know that you've failed, but that, once again, you're making changes and you plan to see things through this time. Then list the things that you're going to be doing differently tell them the process for it, tell employees what's expected of them, and tell them how you're going to be held accountable for that. Then as you roll out the implementation, hold people accountable to the target dates and the action items that they're accountable for and don't let things slip again. Otherwise, you're just going to have the trust your employees slip even further. Both of the steps are important because Without the expectation setting at the beginning, there's no way to hold people accountable, and you're not able to uh let people know what's going to be happening um, and set those expectations. Well, what if you don't know where your plan is failing? Well, once again, go back to that information gathering. Ask people. Ask how are we doing on our planning? Ask what are we need what are we needing to do differently? Ask them if they're clear on the future vision. All of those things, get the input from people that you need to know where you need to work on your plan. In all of this, um, many times a third party is enlisted for a couple main reasons. First of all, a third party can be neutral. They don't have a dog in the fight. And so if there's some contentious issues that leadership team needs to work through, they can be a neutral party that can help and provide an objective um, facilitation, uh, somebody that employees can share freely with as input is gathered, that employees don't have to feel like their manager is going to um, have bad consequences for sharing their their uh, thoughts of things that aren't going so well. Third, uh, th- outside party is or a third party is outside so they might be able to see things that somebody inside might not be able to see and a lot of times a third party can be really helpful to pro- provide that accountability and hold people's feet to the fire and say we're coming back every month and we're going to check in and you are going to be held accountable for the things that you said you were going to be doing so that's this is the main reason somebody might choose a third party to come in and help. Just as we close here, um, in many organizations that I work with, I see some common patterns in strategic planning. Many times, some people in the organization and often senior leadership feel like they have a defined direction. But after they dive in further, they realize it might be too broad because they they don't know what to say no to. They have trouble filtering opportunities because everything fits in. And if that's the case, Oftentimes, I see departments that get frustrated with each other because they're all trying to execute on the vision, and they each head in a different direction, which leads to poor performance and lack of coordination and clients not being happy and not knowing what to expect. And so, in all of this, once again, the information gathering is really important to understand where people are coming from, and then setting aside time to discuss this where leadership can find clarity around the future direction of the organization and the filters that they should use and develop a clear, compelling vision that can be communicated to the rest of the organization. But once again, it's not done at that point. A lot of times organizations feel like if they've got that strategy crafted, they're done, but changes have to be operationalized and they have to be held accountable and align those structures. As these changes are implemented in organizations that in a clear direction is communicated, organizations can often see an unintended consequence where some employees or members might leave. And while this on the surface might be a bad thing, I would argue that it's maybe actually not. Because an organization with an unclear vision that lacks accountability tends to have all sorts of stragglers who are just hanging on. But when an organization's direction becomes clear and people are held accountable, people know whether they fit in that organization and whether they want to be on board. And those who don't want to go where you're headed or they don't want to be held accountable will self-select and they're going to go somewhere else just to so they can get by under the radar or be somewhere that they can be excited about the direction. So as you become more clear about your strategy and more clear in your accountability, you might see people who get upset about it, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Those are just a few examples of things that I see from implementation of these strategies. Um, Hopefully they can help you to apply some of that. So as we close here, just in review, there's many ways that a strategic plan can fail. But it's really possible to renew a plan rather than just scrapping it. So follow those key principles and planning, and you should be really um, good to go, regardless of what situation you're in. A few resources for you today. Once again, that uh, strategic planning webinar from before is available on AGH University. Uh, there's also an article uh, called Four Ways to Ensure Your Strategic Plan Implementation is Successful. I'd be glad to share that with you if you just want to chat or send me an email that you'd like it. And also have an imp- infographic that clearly shows those three tests of strategy that I talked about. So If you'd like either of those, feel free to reach out to me. I'd just like to end here with a last poll. Like I said before, I don't want to leave without you guys committing to something else that you are going to be doing to implement some of these ideas. So what next steps do you need to take? Do you need to determine what your need is? Do you need to work on that common vision? Do you need to work on that implementation part or the accountability? Or do you need to get some outside help to figure out that or provide a neutral third party? We've got, here as we end, a lot of people, once again, on that accountability and follow-up. That's a really important part of a good strategy that can uh, impact your organization. Some on implementation, some on vision, and a few on the other areas. Um, We're at time here, so thank you guys for taking the time today to uh, join me for this webinar. I hope that I gave you some good ideas for how to Take your strategy wherever you're at to ignite the fire again. Um, I'm going to stick around for a few questions here afterwards, but I'm going to turn it over to Mike right now for HR credit.
0: So, Daniel, the first question we had come in is, uh, I'm in a family business that is just beginning to transition from founder to next generation. We've never had a strategic plan before, and the founder is resistant to doing planning. What can I do? Okay, Sorry about sorry. that. sorry, technical
1: difficulties. There we go. Um, so good question. Um, I, I think that gets back to, as a founder, a lot of times they feel like they have the strategy in their head. And I think that can work well for some people and some organizations. But I think the important thing to tell that founder at this point is that as organizations grow and change, that they need different things. And so especially as you move on to that next generation of leadership, that's going to require change in a lot of things, probably in your organization, but especially in the strategy. And it can't just be in one person's head anymore, especially if it's going to children of the founder. There's more than one most of the time. And that requires discussion about strategy out loud and, communicating between multiple people. And so I think it's important to understand it and say, yeah, it worked fine in the past without any strategic plan or any of that discussion. But as things transition in this family business, um, things have to change. There's a lot of other dynamics with uh, that family adds in. And um, Marjorie Ingle here is a specialist in family business and she's got some webinars that you might wanna check out as well on AGH University. All right, thanks, Daniel.
0: Uh, The second question that came in, all the strategic plans I've seen in the past have been lengthy reports. It sounds like you're referring to something different. What written documents do you suggest using? Um, Yeah, a lot of
1: times strategic plans, when people think of that, they think of business plans and they think of large notebooks and binders. And what I'm suggesting is is definitely very different because I want something that's concise and easy to communicate, and so most of the time we just create a few pages a few different things that can boil down and easily um in an easily to understand language um what the key strategy is, what that future vision is, and what the key action items are and goals and so Yeah, I don't think it has to be a binder or even a big report. I think a handful of pages with the boiled down meat of the strategy in language that's easy to communicate is really what's needed for an organization.
0: Okay. And then the last question that came in, you talked a lot about the process of strategic planning, but not much about actual business strategies. Why is that? Um,
1: Good question. So the... I consider myself more of a process consultant rather than uh, giving key business strategies. And the main reason for that is every organization is different. Every market is different. And so uh, there are some best practices that I could give people. But for the most part, what people need is a process that they can go through that they as experts in their companies and their businesses and their markets can help to define their own strategy rather than me coming in and learning about their company for a day and then telling them this is what you need to do. we've found that really the people in the business know what they need to do; they just need somebody to help facilitate and bring that out in a coherent manner um, and so that's what we see rather than trying to give uh, a whole bunch of best practices which we can do but it's more a facilitation of those uh of the the process that people need to think strategically